What's happening out there? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And for those of you joining us for your first time, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the big names, legends, megastars, or what I always say on every episode, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I've got Xing Yu in the studio. What's going on, girl? Hi, guys. This is Xing Yu. So, TJ,、yeah. today I've got a group of artists that I really, really like. Okay. As a karaoke person myself, <laughs> I have to say it's been over a decade since their songs were released,、mm. but they're still very popular in the karaoke. <laughs> okay. And also, based on my own observation,、uh-huh. almost every Chinese friend of mine they know their songs. Okay, so they're the karaoke champions. Is yeah. Okay. And, yeah, they. They have many karaoke-friendly songs. I have to say. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. Okay. Hopefully, I need to learn a song from these guys because I've always been trying to find a Chinese song to sing in,、uh, you know, KTV or karaoke. But I just get so bewildered because of the words.、Uh, the so words. these guys have easy songs, and、It's、hey, I'm all ears. It's a melody, but yeah, might be difficult lyrics for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And for me today, I have a really, really big star,、uh, especially in the 2000s, 2010s 2000. era. Okay. He's a big name. Great in dance, great in music, his vocals, and also behind the scenes guy too. So, really, really cool guy. I'm pretty sure you know who he is. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I have. Don't be I, so confident about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I you know, I like giving you pressure. But before we get into the facts, guys,、uh, for the listeners out there, just want to give you a heads up that everything that we find is purely internet based. But sometimes our sources may be a little. Outdated. So, if there are any erroneous quote-unquote facts that we give you, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you and hopefully update that onto a later episode. So, I'm gonna go ahead and get this started, if you don't mind. Please. <laughs> All right. So, fact number one, and this is primarily from Wikipedia. This artist grew up in Vegas. Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas, Nevada. And get this: his father was half Chinese, half、wow. black. So he's—I、uh, guess you could say he's a fourth Chinese. Didn't know that. A fourth Chinese. Yeah, like、uh, one fourth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little、okay. bit of math there. All right, but unfortunately, his father moved on, and he was raised primarily by his mother. What do you mean moved on? Moved so they on. got divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Uh, In other words, yes. Okay. But his mother, I guess they were both musicians, allegedly, according to this source.、Mm. His mother supported his passion for music, so he developed a knack for writing songs at a young age. Okay, so he's got the music talent from his parents. Okay, I guess you could say that.、Mm-hmm. And of course, 
can't attribute it all to his parents. He's got some musical influences as well. MJ, a.k.a. Michael Jackson. Mm. And I could see that a lot in his style and in his look. Okay. Uh, Luther Vandross is an influence. Babyface, Blackstreet, Usher, which I see as well. And uh, Sammy Davis Jr., which is a an <laughs> unusual one. I haven't seen anyone reference him as an influence in their music, but he was a sight to reckon with back in the day when he was with the Rat Pack. I mean, his stage presence was phenomenal. So, mm. yeah, I guess um, in an interview, he said that he wanted to duplicate his stage presence. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So this artist, one of his gifts is that his, uh, he's able to write memorable and empowering songs for women, which I would say is probably attributed to him growing up with a single mom. Mm, right. So back in the day, he formed a group, an R&B group called Envy. Okay? Envy. Yes, that's, that's the name of the group. But okay. it doesn't seem like people were too envious of them. And I'll give you the reason why <laughs> in a little while. They envy other <laughs> pop stars, R&B stars, mate. Wow. I didn't look at it that way, but that's, that's pretty funny. His stage name when he was with that group was called Go-Go. Go-Go? Yeah, Go-Go. Not sure. That's a cute name. Yeah, it's kind of cute. But anyway, we're going to keep it moving with fact number two. And this is according to The World of Dance, which is an NBC production. And also Stereo Gum, which is an entertainment news platform. And also Wikipedia. So this group that I mentioned earlier, Envy, they performed at Showtime at the Apollo. And this was a really big show. Uh, Apollo, the spacecraft. No, not not the spacecraft. (laughs) So this Apollo is a very famous venue in New York where a lot of famous artists have performed. Um, Ah. I actually was there when I was a kid. I saw, yeah, I was able to see um, at the time some upcoming stars that were, uh, you know, later big on the scene. Mm. But in this show, it's hosted by a guy named Steve Harvey. Not sure if you Uh, know who Steve Harvey is, but he's really famous. Steve Harvey? Yeah, he has his own show. And I think I've heard of the name Steve Steve Harvey. Harvey, he, He hosted that show, and there was a lot of comedians and musicians and new musicians that came on the show. Okay. So, Envy, I guess, had their uh, debut there, but it didn't go very well. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So for Amateur Night, I guess they showed up and the group admitted, all of them admitted that their nerves got the best of them when they were performing that night because Uh. they were booed throughout and after their performance. No. Yeah. So I don't know. They must have really messed it up. But... Somehow, I just think that that's wrong. I mean, if it's an amateur night and the guys are, you know, doing the best that they can, Mm -hmm. you want to encourage people instead of... (laughs) But it could be that their performance was really, really (laughs) terrible. Could have been. Could have been. I I, I mean, I was looking for it. I was trying to find it online and get a visual of how bad it was, but... (laughs) I couldn't find it. But for them, I, I kind of feel so sorry for them because <laughs> they had this this feeling of failure, you know, mm. self-doubt or frustration. One of the worst. Mm. Well, looking back, the artist said that he saw humor in such a bad memory, but he also <laughs> agrees that it hurt at the time, which is, I can which is obvious. Yeah. Needless to say, the group disbanded. But he kept writing songs for a lot of other musicians, such as Faith Evans, 
uh, Christina Milian, B2K, Mary J. Blige, and a lot more. Okay. So he was writing for a lot of a lot of names, know, up, upcoming big name people. Okay. And he initially, and from that talent, he initially got a contract or a record deal with Columbia Records, which is a huge record company in the states. But they sat on his album for like around a year. What and do you then mean sat on it? That album? means they had his songs. And they didn't release anything. Oh. They just kind of kept it, and it was like you know there was no release date or anything like that. So mm. it was. But I mean, why, for, why would they do that? I I don't know. I can't. I'm not the record label, so I'm not. I, it's hard to know what mm. was going on through their minds. But as an artist, I mean, this is unacceptable. Yeah. So he ended up actually they dropped him, so he had to leave. Oh. And another artist heard one of his songs mm-hmm. and pretty much used it. For his album, and it became a hit. And okay. That, yeah, he had a song called "That Girl" from that album, and uh, uh, that uh, girl. I think I know uh, that girl. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, I don't know because I haven't even heard the song. So. I, I know a song <laughs> is called "That Girl," and it's very, 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 very popular in China for some time. Okay. Uh, it's a popular BGM for short videos. Okay. I think a few years ago. Not sure we're referencing the same one. I don't know. <laughs> but a guy named Marquise Houston sang that song, and he got a hit from oh. that song. And I think another artist was able to take a song of his and make a hit out of it as well. So people were making hits off of his music. And so that just showed him that, hey, I must have something that's good for this market. So ah. he continued to just kind of stay behind the scenes oh, and uh, okay. ghostwrite for a lot of other artists because that was working for him at the time. Mm. Um, he tried to work with the rap producer behemoth, Dr. Dre, Dr. but Dre. he turned him down. And another guy named Scott Storch took him in. And, and it's when he hooked up with this guy, he wrote the lyrics for a song called Let Me Love You by Mario. And this was a really big hit and it stayed it was at the top of the billboard 100 chart for like a few weeks i remember that song and i i remember singing along with the lyrics baby let me love you and i was like okay it was like a catchy kind of song but it wasn't it wasn't to me it just it didn't have it but anyway, that song was it was hot, mm-hmm. it, and then after that, it was just a it was a game changer for this particular artist. Wow! And he got a record deal with Def Jam Recordings, which was ran by Jay Z at the time. So Jay Z, yeah, Beyonce's husband. Oh. oh, yep. We're gonna keep it moving with fact number three, and this is according to the Famous People and Wikipedia. His first album was a huge success with a single that topped the Billboard 200. I remember this single, and I cannot give it to you. I wanted to ask what single that that I was. I can't. I can't. It's too big. <laughs> okay. Even out here, I mean, it was just, it was a really, really popular song. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to have to hold on to that until the end of the trivia. All right. And then from there, he wrote and performed the song, the hit song from Disney's The Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog. Yeah. It's one of the few Disney princess movies that I have. I haven't watched. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I feel the same way. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the characters in the uh, film were, were were black, actually. Oh, I know, I know. And I, 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 I don't know. It's just I don't know. If, I don't know if it lacked a, little, a certain something. I mean, there's a lot of um, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about mm. this particular Disney movie, but. 
uh, the song was called Never Knew I Needed. And I guess it was, you know, about the love between the main characters, probably the princess and the frog. I, I guess the frog finally turned into a prince and they, yeah, they lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll get into that. And let's keep it moving here. He doesn't just write hits for himself. As I mentioned earlier, he's behind the scenes with a lot of really big name songs and musicians. He wrote Beyonce's Irreplaceable. I'm not sure if you heard that song. She's like singing about, don't feel like you are (laughs) so special that I can't get rid of you and find somebody else. Wow. Yeah, the the lyrics are rough. But I guess in an interview, this artist said that he actually, initially, that was a song from a man's perspective. (gasps) Oh, And he was like... He was like, but if a dude sings this song, he's going to get into some serious trouble. Yes, yes, so for sure. So he flipped yes. it and he gave it to Beyonce and now <laughs> and then it became a big hit. So see, I guess we can handle that as men, but I guess for ladies, <laughs> that wasn't going to fly very well. Um, he did another song with, um, or he wrote a song for Jay-Z called Hollywood Spotlight for Jennifer Hudson. Uh, he did Rihanna's Hate That I Love You and Russian Roulette and Take a Bow and Unfaithful. So he did a lot of Rihanna's songs and it was it's pretty clear that this guy had some serious talent and skill mm, very. Uh, that overflowed into the singles that he wrote. Um, we're going to keep it moving. Fact number four. And okay. this is according to Atlanta Black Star and Wikipedia. Some of his singles, okay? I'm not sure if you've heard of any of them, but uh, one of his top, top singles that had the highest selling digital copies of all time that was with him and Pitbull and the song was called Give Me Everything I haven't really heard this song or maybe I have but I just didn't know I don't uh, know the title yeah I, I haven't heard of this yeah yeah but he's got another one from with Carrie Hilson called Knock You Down Knock You Down <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't read into it don't read into it okay. and then one of my personal favorites and this one wasn't like a big hit or anything but he he linked up with uh, one of my favorite rappers and that's Ludacris and it's called Tell Me a Secret. Love that song. That song Tell is... Tell Me a Secret. Okay. But yeah, keeping it moving. At the time of his ascension, his then-girlfriend, uh, I believe her name was Jessica White, according to this source, gave birth to a boy that she named after him. And this was back when he exploded into the scene. Mm. But much later, I guess this artist discovered that the child was not his. What? And he has been in litigation with the child's mother. So, wow. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's too- so dramatic. <laughs> it's like a scenario from a TV drama or something. Yeah. Well, these things happen. So, did he raise the child for some time and then probably he realized it's. <laughs> It's not his child. <gasps> I don't know what the litigation was about. I'm not sure if he wanted the money back or what, but wow. I don't think so. I mean, it's just, I think these things do happen, especially when you are someone of a name. Michael Jackson wrote a song called Billie Jean. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No. One of his biggest singles of all time. And the premise of the song was, Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl who claims that But the kid, but the kid is not my son. You see what I mean? So it's like it happens. It's there. I mean, this okay, is, it happens. Yeah. Okay. Then this was in the eighties. So yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. So in 2016, he got married and then divorced and okay. then remarried the same person again. 
<laughs> and then I guess last year or this year, rather, he filed for divorce. <gasps> so it seems like it was it's been、uh, on and off. Yeah, yeah.、Oh. His music and his songs are really embedded in the world of love.、Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of feeling and emotion there, but it seems like in his personal life, there's a lot of、uh, there's a struggle lot of going on. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. This artist is known for his tenor voice, his falsetto. Fal- what is falsetto? Falsetto is that high pitch sound that、oh. guy, that people can like sing when their voice is like this is my natural voice,、mm-hmm. and then if I make it go really high,、mm-hmm. this is called, that's the falsetto. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. <laughs> But his dancing and、um, his signature fedora, fedora, and his smooth R and B dance tracks.、Oh, okay. So yeah. Again, you definitely know who this artist is. No, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's move on to fact number five then, and this is according to Wikipedia. He was a judge on America's Got Talent in 2016, and he joined the panel on World of Dance in 2017. Okay, so he must have been very successful at that time to become a judge at the or just really renowned. Like I mean, he he deserves to be there because、oh. he's had. A lot of number one hits, and、oh. he's a big name in music. And okay, here it is. This is the clue that's going to drop it and just give you the <laughs> answer. Okay, his stage name, as we know it today, came from a 1999 blockbuster about a savior of humans played by Keanu Reeves. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Yes, is that he- M- Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> The Matrix, yes. The Matrix. He was named、right, by、Matrix. a music producer who felt this artist saw music the same way this character saw the world in that film. So if、uh, you've seen The Matrix, yeah, I've definitely okay. Yeah,、And、watched the. You、Matrix. know who Keanu Reeves is? Definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> so his stage name is the name of the character of Keanu Reeves. Yes. In the Matrix. Yes. Okay so then. You, <laughs> I think that might have been it for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> And yeah, that single that I was referencing earlier that I couldn't name was. So sick. Yeah. So, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Go ahead and finish it for us. Who, do, who am I talking about today? Um, I think we've mentioned him on the previous episode. Uh huh. And uh, this guy is Neil. Neo. <laughs> That's what's up. Neo is an American songwriter, singer, dancer, recording producer, and actor. His debut studio album, "In My Own Words," back in 2006, was critically and commercially successful, reaching number one on the Billboard 200 chart in the United States. It was certified platinum in the United States, the UK, Japan, Australia, and saw success from the single, as we mentioned earlier, "So Sick," which topped the Billboard 100 chart in the U.S. His other notable albums were "Because of You" and "The Year of the Gentleman." Uh, he's got a lot more albums that were pretty much on the same trajectory. Great music, great vocals, a lot of cool collaborations. But some of the tracks that stood out to me, and that I personally love, is obviously the single that pretty much put him on the map in the music world, which is so sick. So、oh. that's going to be the first track that I'm going to share for our show today. Cool. And next up, I'd like to share "Because of You." 
And if we have a little bit more time after that, I'd like to share Closer. Check it out.
that was Closer by Neo. I mean, he's. Th- yeah. I have to say that his songs do sound quite similar and that the beats are always really, mm. you can dance to them. And of course, his soft, sleek vocals. You know, the content is also quite sensual. He's talking about love and mm-hmm. attraction and all of these passionate elements. But um, So Sick is just, I think, probably one of my all-time favorites. You know, back when I was singing a lot at karaoke, I would attempt to sing (laughs) that song. And, you know, I I heard that I did pretty good at that time. Whoa, I want to listen to you singing, you know, (laughs) So Sick. Yeah, definitely with a different tone of voice. (laughs) So, Xingyu, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. And why don't you share with us who you have? All right. I'm about to introduce a group of artists Actually, it's an all-male rock band okay. from Taiwan, China. And I began to listen to their songs because two of my close friends, they were a few years older than me, mm-hmm. and they liked the band so much, and they talked a lot about the band. And then I started to listen to their songs, and their songs were pretty, pretty good. So, okay, yeah, okay. I'm still looking forward to share this band with you. All right, all right. All right. I, got a, I got a band or two in my brain right oh, really? now. So, okay, I'm thinking, all right, let's see if I can get this. <laughs> all right. Fact number one. This is from Sohu.com. There are five people in the band. So, a vocalist, a band leader, who is also a leading guitarist, and another guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer. Okay. So, it's... So, standard rock band. Yeah, standard rock band. Okay. And about the vocalist, he developed an interest in music since he's a child. Some say it might have something to do with the fact that his family ran a record store. Might have a little bit to do with it. <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Yeah, so during my childhood, I was playing with Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. So for him, he, I, I guess he had a lot of fun with vinyl records. <laughs> okay, vinyl records. Yeah, All what right. about you? What did you play with? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both, actually. I had an older sister who forced me to play Barbies. So. Oh, really? That's so cute. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel and unusual punishment. Oh. But uh, no, it, it wasn't all bad. Okay. And the vocalist's childhood ambition was to become a singer. But he wasn't a talented singer in the eyes of his mom and his teachers. Mm. So he even got rejected from the school choir. Oh, wow. The, the, te- the, the teacher, choir? The choir. He got rejected by the choir? Yeah, the that teacher, never happens. <laughs> the teacher heard him sing two notes and then she said, nope. <laughs> wow. Oh, that must have been really, yeah. really debilitating, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he once... Because their choir never rejects anybody. They take everybody. <laughs> so... And his mom knew exactly how bad he sings. So, mm. And also the vocalist once joked that the bandmates chose him to become the vocalist, not because he's the best singer, but he was the worst instrumentalist in the group. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this guy's rise in these different areas is yeah. from rejection. But I have to say he's being too humble. He really sings quite well. well. The choir teacher would not agree with you there, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. And during his high school years, he joined the school's guitar club. And that is where the story of the band began. Okay. At the guitar club, he met the band leader. Mm. And he said at first, they didn't like each other very much. 
the vocalist thought the band leader was showing off his guitar skills he, everywhere. He was better he than he was. Yeah, huh? <laughs> and he hated that. <laughs> But after a while, as they got to know each other, they talked a lot about music. You know, their dreams. So they it kind of clicked, and then they became very close friends. <laughs> After the egos were put to, <laughs> put to rest, huh? Yeah, and then they became the president and the vice president of the guitar club. Hmm. Mm. Okay. And it's said that during their term, they set a record for the highest number of new members received by the club,、hmm. and including two other members of the band. Oh wow!、Uh, a、okay. guitarist and the bassist. So from them being who they were, they were able to recruit more people to join. Yeah. Nice. And okay, in 1995, the vocalist and the band leader and a drummer at that time, they formed a band called Soul Band. So bad. So band. Oh, so band. Okay. <laughs> Not so bad.、Oh, no. I missed the end there. <laughs> so band. Yeah,、okay. and later in 1997, another guitarist and the bassist. Joined,、mm. and then they changed their name to the one that we know today. Okay. So they kind of like debuted in 1997, and for a band, you know, people come and circumstances, come and yeah, come、It's、and、like、go. So door, yeah. After three drummers left in 1999, they welcomed the fourth and the last drummer. So that's how they completed the band. That's in 1999. Okay, but yeah, they, of course, after that, more people have left, right? No,、uh, <laughs> since then they've oh, it's always been the five of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. It's, it's a long-lasting band. Because、so. that's like 23, 24 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, but, but bands don't normally stick around、mm. for that long. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to fact number two. All right. And this is according to Huxiu.com, a news platform. All right.、Um, after the band's formation, they began to send demo tapes to various record companies, and they sent one to the Rock Records, which at that time was the most influential record label in China.、Hmm. And on the tape, you know, it's a big record company, so they receive a lot of demo tapes, and then they throw some of them away. You know,、oh, so on、wow. the tape, they wrote a note. Even if you want to throw it away in the trash bin, please have a listen first before you do. Okay, so they、uh, get some distinction points there,、mm, yeah. Because nobody else probably did that, so it was <laughs> like, okay, let's 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 see what these guys are talking about. Yes, and it worked. After a while, the band leader received a phone call from Jonathan Lee,、uh, Lee Zongsheng. He's a musician and producer, and is one of the most respected figures in Mandel Pop. So their song apparently impressed. Jonathan Lee, and he called them. And there is an anecdote that the leader who was receiving the phone call he thought it's a, some sort of a scam, so he didn't believe the the other person is. The, who he says he yeah, was, yeah. He's Jonathan Lee, you know.、Mm. <laughs> and later they signed their first record deal with Rock Records in 1998 and released their first album the next year. 1998.、Mm-hmm. I think the band that I was thinking about.、Mm, you have a band. Name in your mind? I do, but I just、um, the the time is that kind of messed me up a little bit because、uh, I think that this band might be a little bit more contemporary than the one that I had in okay. mind. Okay,、mm. but、uh, okay, that's that's, anyway, that's fine. Anyway, their first album sold 
300,000 copies. It's roughly the same level with Jay Cho's first album. Okay. So it's a quite. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, at that time that was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah.、Mm, okay. And shortly in 2001, they were awarded the best band at the Golden Melody Awards in Taiwan.、Hmm. So the Golden Melody Awards is recognized as the equivalent to the Grammy Awards in、right. the Chinese-speaking world. Right. Right. Right.、Mm. All right. Let's move on to fact number three.、Mm. This is according to Wikipedia. The band is nicknamed the Chinese Beatles. You know, this title has come up for another band before. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, these these titles, you know, they always like to compare them to some of these Western、uh, names,、yeah. and I think sometimes they do it twice for different stars. So,、mm. and actually, for the band, their biggest idol is the Beatles. So they have publicly expressed their admiration of the Beatles, who influenced their ideals of rock music. So they said because of them, they believe that rock has the power to change the world and spread ideals of love and peace through their songs.、Hmm. And what's interesting is that they even wrote a song titled "John Lennon," which was included in their fifth album in 2004.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just smashed my、um, <laughs> my guess. I think because I don't think that these guys.、Uh, that's frustrating. Okay. 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 Ah,、uh, next fact. It's according to. China.org.cn and NetEase. So as a rock band, they had lots and lots of concerts. You can imagine,、sure. and they even made 3D concert films. 3D. 3D. It's 3D,、films. and it, it's about turning their live performances into a movie. I'm not、mm. sure if I follow you. I mean, 3D. Does that mean like they're not there, but there's a it's, concert? It's there. It's like a hologram or what? They used the technology to produce a 3D film when you wear your 3D glasses to watch. Watch the film and have a 3D vision <laughs> of their performance. Yeah, again, it's, it's kind of I don't know. I don't. I don't see. Do they come out of the screen at you and like? Can you like hear them breathing in front of you? <laughs> I don't know. I just it just sounds weird. Like,、uh, uh, how do you 3D a 3D concert film? Like you're watching the Avatar. Yeah, it's a 3D film. Okay.、Mm, I don't know. I haven't watched, but it's yeah. I thought it's interesting. And yeah, in yeah. 2011, they released their first 3D film called 3DNA. And it was the first ever Chinese 3D concert movie. Okay. So far, they've released three concert films, and the second was in 2013. Okay. It's titled Nowhere, and the movie put together the scenes of their 71 concerts from 2011 to 2013 world tour. Seventy-one、mm, concerts. That sounds like a lot of work. A lot of concerts. Yeah, and I must be out of the loop because. They did that back in 2013,、mm-hmm. and I haven't even heard of a 3D concert. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, maybe it's me. I mean, for listeners out there, I apologize. I'm just out of it. All right. And in 2012, the band was nominated for seven awards at the Golden Melody Awards,、mm. taking away six, including Best Band, Best Mandarin six Album. Six out of seven, huh? Six out of seven is、mm. a big winner, and Best Arranger, Best Composer, Best Album Producer, and Just everything.、Year. All right. Everything. And the same year, the band sold out two concerts at the Beijing National Stadium, which is also known as the Bird's Nest. 
鸟巢。嗯、mm, ，Yeah, I've heard of the bird's nest、uh, here、yeah. in Beijing. In less, so they sold out the tickets in less than a day. Hmm. And they became the first Chinese band to perform at the venue. Okay.、Mm, all right. So TJ. <laughs> uh, if you're asking what I, if I know,、uh, you have destroyed my <laughs> dream of getting it right. These these guys just seem like they're too contemporary. Ah, contemporary. So I don't think that、uh, the guys I had in mind were going to be it. Okay. Fact number five. It's from Beijing News. The band then started to expand their influence overseas, and in 2014 they became the first mandol pop band to perform at the Madison Square Garden Arena in New York.、Hmm. And so... their performance attracted some 14,000 people, including the filmmaker Ang Lee. Okay. Ang... Is, is it Ang Lee? Ang Lee, Ang Lee. Yeah,、uh, one of them. <laughs> 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 Ang Lee, but yeah, he makes a lot of really good movies. Yeah, after watching the concert, Ang Lee said that the band is very positive and youthful. He said, "I'm glad that you're still doing what you like," and he particularly liked the song titled "Stubborn." <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like there's implications there. Like, stubborn.、Well, you guys are interesting. That you guys are still doing what you like to do because no one else is. You guys must be quite stubborn. Stubborn. And he said there are things he, the director himself, he wasn't so sure whether to carry on or not. But、mm. after hearing this song, it kind of motivated him to to go on.、Hmm. And I want to share a bit of the lyrics. All right. It says, "When I'm different from the world, then let me be different. If I compromise myself, if I lie to myself, even others forgive me. I won't forgive myself."、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for the band, it's、uh, it's like a dream come true, standing on the stage of the Madison Square Garden,、mm. and the vocalist. Got really, really emotional that night, and he even cried.、Hmm. He said, "I can't believe I am really here."、I、can't believe I'm here right now. <laughs> My choir teacher would be so proud of me right after this. <laughs> yeah, and one. Hi, more- mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, and one more fact for you, TJ.、Mm. So, what's interesting about the band's English name is that it's also a word usually used by aircraft and boats to signal emergency. That's it. That's, That's it. all the facts that I have for you. A boat that signals emergency. It's a word. Yeah,、okay. it's a radio word. I I think. Okay. Well, thank you for that wonderful clue and、uh, all of those facts. And I'm going to repeat that you crushed my guess halfway through. <laughs> What with, is it? With the dates, because there were a lot of dates that you、ah, gave to me,、yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah, these guys kind of got started in the '80s,、oh. and these guys are like the tail end of the '90s, so、mm. it, it can't be these guys. Um, and when I say these guys, I meant Mayday. But so it's not. It's certainly not Mayday.、Um, <sighs> so yeah, you're you're、TJ. at the, you're at the end of your facts, TJ, right? Think twice. <laughs> you're at the end of your facts, right? 
You're oh. at the end of your facts, right? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm not going to look this up because I think you gave me one clue at the end mm. of a word that I can throw out there. Okay. But um, I, I don't think it's right. But I'm, at least I'm going to guess for just pure semantics here. Which is? Is the band called Radar? <laughs> You just you just said the name of the band. Did it work? No. Is it right? No, it's Mayday. Is it Mayday? Yeah. <laughs> what? It's Mayday. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was. Oh, what? <laughs> That's a first. Oh. Okay. Mayday in Chinese, Wu Tian is one of the best-selling bands in the world. It consists of lead vocalist and primary songwriter Ashin, band leader and guitarist Monster, bassist Masa, guitarist Stone, and drummer Guan Yu. And over the past 20 years, they have held around 1,200 concerts of various sizes, recording a total of 8 million views. And vocalist Ashin says, Mayday is just like the five fingers. Each one of them is indispensable. Without them, it's like Harry Potter without a wand. (laughs) (laughs) It is Mayday. You know, now that you mention it... The emergency that votes yeah, give each other. Mayday, Mayday. I could see Mayday <laughs> now because you said it was like a radio word too. So I was like, well, radio has radar as well, of some sort. I think Is I'll there go with a radar. Thing called radar? <laughs> Whatever. You got some tracks from these guys or what? Actually, there are quite a few songs that I like. And right. like I said before, they are very good karaoke songs that you have to check out. Okay. And if I have to choose, then the first song would be Stubborn that I mentioned okay. before. And it'll be followed by Suddenly Missing You. It mm. was released in 2008. Nice. Well, before we hear those tracks, we're going to go ahead and call it for this episode of Pop Muse. For those of you that joined us, thank you so much. And be sure to tune in next time for another hilarious episode. I'm TJ Reed. I'm Xingyu. Take it easy, folks. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.
是。